we had to fight to stay one and to stay one with the Lord. I mean, we never, never denied God or his word or anything. We were wrestling with our circumstances. Um, and we had to process all that was going on. And But the lies would come at us about each other, about our circumstances, about all kinds of things and about God's promises. And we had to stick to, no, we know the Lord loves us. We know he has good for us. We know that he's faithful. Um, We know that he has put us together. We have made a covenant together. We're not going to wander from him. We're not going to wander from each other. And when we set our minds on that over and over and over in our scenario, then God was, his word was clearer to us as we continued to walk in that. Howdy, Mark and Grace Driscoll here with the Real Marriage Podcast, and uh, we're honored to have you, glad to have you. We're looking at marriages in the book of Genesis as case studies, positive and negative, and uh, we're starting with Adam and Eve, so this would be part four, and the question is, how does Satan attack your marriage? So we see in Genesis 2, Adam and Eve get married, yay! Genesis 3, uh, Satan shows up, (laughs) and you go from a wedding to a war. Yeah. And it's amazing because uh, Satan still shows up in every marriage. Immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, there's two of us in the marriage. And then some of the Christians will say, well, there's three of us. And the truth is the Bible says there's four people in your marriage. Mm-hmm. There's the husband and the wife, and then there's God and there's Satan. Hopefully he's not in, but he is around your marriage. He's going to show trying up. Trying to get in. Yeah. He put mm-hmm. himself on the guest list for the mm-hmm. honeymoon. He's yeah. definitely going to He's <laughs> gonna try and sneak. Mm-hmm. So um, you want to read Genesis 3, babe, just the account. And this is the, this is the beginning of spiritual warfare, and spiritual warfare goes after marriage. Mm-hmm. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will surely die. Surely not You will surely not die. Sorry. But the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So babe, let me ask you this. Why? I mean, Satan could have showed up when Adam was single, Mm -hmm. could have wiped him out. And the whole, I mean, Eve would have probably never married him because he would have not been a believer and the human race would have just ended and it would have just, you know, it's just stopped right there. Mm -hmm. Why do you think Satan waits for Adam and Eve to get married? Before he even shows up on the scene. Well, he wanted to destroy legacies. He could destroy more people than just one. And he could insert himself into God's plan and bring pain and misery because he's he tries to steal, kill, and destroy. And so it's more fun for him to do that in numbers. And so he hates love. Mm-hmm. He hates relationship. He hates covenant. He hates unity. He hates um, legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's evil to mm-hmm. the core. And he waits until there's an opportunity to do the greatest damage and harm, which is after, of course, um, the, wed- the wedding. And so um, do you think that 
people who are married, if they're trying to walk in God's will, face a higher amount of just demonic spiritual warfare and attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than a single person or? Yeah, than a single person. Or what if a couple is married and they're even trying to do ministry together? They're actually trying to serve the Lord together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That really, that is when the attack comes. So, um, you know, this, it can be discouraging, like, oh gosh, Satan's going to attack us. But actually, I would submit to you, it should give you perspective that is really helpful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is marriage hard? Because of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Why some days are, are we just struggling so much? Because we're under attack. Mm-hmm. And it also should allow you to put not only perspective on the relationship, but a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, if you were living in a war zone, you'd give a lot of grace to each Mm -hmm. other. Uh, This world is not our home. Satan is our enemy. And we're all married in a war zone. Everything is just trying to damage our relationship with God and our relationship with our spouse. It's yet another way that we need to be one in, in our fight against the enemy. And so if we're aware that the enemy is trying to get at us, then we need to come together and pray against that, pray for wisdom through that. Um and just pray that we can fight together against the enemy. Yeah, because the way Satan's going to work, he does it with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just talk about the, the ways that uh, that the spiritual warfare comes. First, Satan comes and he attacks governance, mm-hmm. um, meaning God was in authority and God told him what to do and not do. Mm-hmm. God said, you can eat of any tree. Uh, there's there's one tree you can't eat of, which is pretty generous of God. This is God saying, everything's a yes, one thing's a no. That's super generous. This is like a parent that looks at the kid and says, you can eat everything in the fridge, you can eat everything in the cupboard, you can eat everything in the pantry, you cannot drink the bleach underneath mm-hmm. the sink. That's mm-hmm. it. The, everything else is all good. There's mm-hmm. just one thing. Stay away from it. That's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And so God was very generous. God was very gracious. God was very, um, yeah, very much of a good father. Yeah. And then Satan comes and he attacks governance and he attacks God's authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sh- God said, shouldn't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan says, did he really say? Yeah. And so there's, you know that there's a problem in the marriage when, um, when God is not the highest authority. Mm-hmm. So in a marriage, and, and we would all say, well, of course, no, God is the highest authority, but Practically, how do people like friends, family, um, maybe people that give us bad advice or counsel, or even your own desires sort of take the place of God as the highest authority in the relationship? Happens all the time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not following the Holy Spirit. We're following someone else in front of us. And so there's an attack on governance, and there always is in marriage. And Adam's supposed to be lovingly, humbly leading his family. And we're going to deal with this in the next episode. He gets passive and he just abdicates it. Mm-hmm. So Satan attacks God. God shouldn't be in charge. I should. Mm-hmm. And uh, rather than fighting and standing up, Adam just sort of is indifferent and passive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's Satan works through lies and the twisting of truth. Um, maybe explain, it says in the New Testament that Eve got deceived. She's having this conversation with Satan. And she wasn't malicious. She got deceived. She got mm-hmm. confused. She mm-hmm. she thought she was doing a good job, but she messed it all up. Yeah, she didn't go back to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I need you to repeat what you told me. She 
got confused and was deceived by the enemy questioning God. So she started questioning and she added to God's word um, because he didn't say anything about not touching it. She, he just said to not eat of the tree. And she added, neither shall you touch it lest you die. So she added to God's word because she was unclear. And in those moments when we're unclear about what God's word is saying, or even when someone comes to us and say, well, you know, the Bible says this, and it doesn't sound right, but it's close, but but it's it's close, then we need to go back to the Lord. Lord, we need to go back to his word um, and, and figure out what it actually does say. And so what happens then is there's an attack on governance, God's authority mm-hmm. and Adam's leadership. Mm-hmm. And then there's an attack on the truth. There's lies and there's twisting and there's manipulating. And, you know, this happens all the time. I mean, we live in a day when, of course, we're for, you know, Christian counseling, biblical teaching, but sometimes the pull of psychology that is ungodly mm-hmm and unfounded in God's word, it drives and dominates a lot of what couples think and the decisions that they make. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to uh, somebody who divorced their spouse some years ago. They didn't have biblical grounds. I said, well, you know, there was really no reason. They had kids. It was just a disaster. And I asked felt them, like they stopped loving each other. Yeah. They, well, they said, uh, well, you know, well, you know, God wants me to be happy. Oh, yeah. It's like, we're, we're, what the... Not is the that, common is one. That, is that first That's and second selfish. nonsense? Like, where did you get, like, you know, yeah. you know, and, and to think that disobeying God is going to result in happiness is, mm-hmm. is craziness. Mm-hmm. I said, no, God wants us to have joy and joy lives in the spirit and in obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said, well, yeah, I just, you know, I thought I'd be happier with somebody else. It's like, no, that, and, and they said, you know, I met with my counselor and my counselor said, you know, I just need to do what makes me happy. And it's mm. like, oh my gosh, you know, that's not, yeah, that's not, not wise counsel. That's not mm-hmm. good advice. But if we want something, if we want to do something, if we want to act in a way that is against God's word, we can find an authority that'll justify it. There's always someone that'll help justify our anything, bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Anything. I mean, you'll even get people that'll say they're Christians mm-hmm. and will misquote scripture to build an argument, mm-hmm. to give you what you want. Mm-hmm. So if your heart is bad, mm-hmm. um, you will find some authority to tell you that it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And this is where we've got to be really, really careful that we're not just wanting to get what we want and hear what we want to hear, mm-hmm. but that we hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then the result is, uh, so it starts with an attack on God's authority. It's then replacing the full truth with lies and versions of the truth that are not fully truthful. And then it results in independence. Mm -hmm. And we talked about in a previous episode that it's not a problem for a husband and a wife to be strong, but it's a big problem for a husband or a wife to be independent. From God and from each other. From God and each other. And Mm -hmm. this is what happens here. They separate from God and they separate from each other. And they're hiding from God and they're hiding from each other. That's what happens when they ultimately sin. And so um, this is what independence looks like. How hard is it in our culture as a married couple to fight the gravity of selfishness and independence? It's constant attack. Do you think that do you think that most people would think that their their stubbornness, their independent streak, their selfishness? Do you think that most people see that as spiritual warfare and a demonic attack? No. 
I think it's just the way things are or that's my personality or, you know, that's, I just get to, I get to do that. They don't see it as the enemy trying to attack their foundation, their belief system. Because God told Adam and Eve, you know, you guys are going to be one. Mm -hmm. And here they're two. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're two parts of the garden. Um, They're they're separated. They're divided. They're independent. Mm -hmm. And this is the beginning of death in in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, the only way that Mm -hmm. this is going to make it is if they reconcile with God and each other, that they're back in relationship with God and that they're walking together as one. Mm -hmm. And God's going to pull them together and he's going to forgive them. He's going to tell them that Jesus is coming and Jesus is going to die for their sin. And so God can overcome this, but there's going to be a lot of painful consequences. Mm -hmm. And even thousands of years later, as their descendants, part of the human family, we're still dealing with a lot of the fallout of this spiritual warfare and this attack that continues to this very, very day. Absolutely. Um, You and I, um, we hit a season, we just, I don't know why, just in our conversations, we keep, I keep coming back to it, but there was a season of our life that, um, that if we didn't stick together and we didn't row in the same boat and we didn't rely on each other, I think Satan would have destroyed our marriage and family. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was perfect opportunity for that. Yeah. And Ultimately, um, we had to fight to stay one and to stay one with the Lord. I mean, we never, never denied God or his word or anything. We were wrestling with our circumstances um, and we had to process all that was going on. And But the lies would come at us about each other, about our circumstances, about all kinds of things and about God's promises. And we had to stick to, no, we know the Lord loves us. We know he has good for us. We know that he's faithful. Um, We know that he has put us together. We have made a covenant together. We're not going to wander from him. We're not going to wander from each other. And when we set our minds on that over and over and over in our scenario, then God was, his word was clearer to us as we continued to walk in that. And I'll never forget, I was uh, I was home and I was having a conversation. Well, I remember checking in with each of the kids. It was that season where it's like, okay, we're going to move to, you know, we're going to move somewhere. We're going to reset life. Everything's, you know, kind of hard reset on life. Not sure what's next. I remember meeting one-on-one just to do a temperature check with each of the kids because your kids are different personalities, different yeah, they ages, process different. different maturity levels. Mm-hmm. They process differently. So it's good to have family meetings and talk as a group. And then you got to check in with each kid. And um, it was interesting because each of the kids uh, of the five, and they articulated it in different words, but they all basically said the same thing. And they said, I'll never forget, one of the sons said, well, yeah, dad, I I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm I'm pretty frustrated that, you know, life's gone upside down and we're having to move and I don't know what's going to happen. But they said, I know that you and mom stick together and listen to the Lord. So it'll, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So for them, bedrock was, yeah, we are not going to walk away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're going to try our best yep. to stay under the Lord's you know will for our life. Yep. And we're going to stick together. Yeah. And when you teach your kids that they're to do that, but you don't do that yourself, it's completely confusing to the kids. Yeah. So and I remember we even determined. in that season, just like, you know, 
hey, should I travel for work? Do you want me to go move somewhere, get a job, and then you can join me and bring the kids? Remember all those conversations? Mm -hmm. You know, just running all the scenarios. Mm -hmm. And your answer was? No, we're going to do this together. We do everything together. Mm -hmm. Because if we're not together, I think we give the enemy an opportunity. Yep. So we're going to make the decisions together. Uh, we moved together, we rebuilt life together, we planted a church together, we mm -hmm. started Real Faith Ministry together, we mm -hmm. do the podcast together, we're, you know, we mm -hmm. we live in one house, we sleep mm -hmm. in one bed, we have one last name, we have one bank account, and the key is like, Satan's always trying to get us to be independent of God and each other. Mm -hmm. And as soon as one of those things happens, then honestly, we have we have really surrendered to a demonic attack. Right. Yeah, if you sense that coming, either independence from each other or God, run to God and yeah. he will bring you back together. And really, um, you know, the root of sin is independence. Mm -hmm. it, it's autonomy. It's saying, mm -hmm. I'm going to live apart from God. Mm -hmm. And that's what Adam and Eve do in Genesis 3. Mm -hmm. And it separates them from each other. And then you see this, I mean, Genesis 2, they're, they're naked, he's singing, they're making love. Mm -hmm. Genesis 3 they're hiding, mm -hmm. they're blaming each other, and they're scared of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely opposite. Yeah, completely Blink broken of an uh, marriage. And um, do you think that most Christian couples think that their primary problem is with their spouse? Or do you think it's an understanding that their primary problem is with their enemy? They probably think it's with their spouse. And so Paul says in Ephesians, our war isn't against flesh and blood, but powers, principalities, and spirit. And what's really interesting, I was just thinking about it, that's in Genesis, or excuse me, in Ephesians chapter six. You remember what's just prior in Ephesians chapter five? All stuff on marriage. Oh, yeah. On how to be unified. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5, 21 through 31, I think it is, is marriage. Mm -hmm. Husbands, love your wives as Christ mm -hmm. loves the church. You know, wives, mm -hmm. respect your husbands. It's all the marriage stuff. Mm -hmm. You turn the page to Genesis 6, it's spiritual warfare. Yeah, and how to guard ourselves. And mm -hmm. and so it it follows the same pattern as Genesis 2 and 3. Genesis 2 is about marriage and Genesis 3 is about mm -hmm. spiritual warfare. Ephesians mm -hmm. 5 is about marriage. Ephesians 6 is about spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. But when he says that our war isn't against flesh and blood, that means your spouse isn't your enemy. Mm -hmm. And the primary problem isn't with your spouse. Now, you may have a problem with your spouse, but behind your spouse is your enemy. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to declare war between you and your spouse. Yeah. And the enemy's goal is not only to take away God's authority, to present information that is not entirely truthful, but then to get us to be independent and then to be divided and then ultimately to attack each other. Mm -hmm. And if Satan can get you to think that your spouse is the problem and then to declare war on them, that war is literally spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is something that, I mean, we, we know the Lord, we love the Lord. I'm certainly not perfect. I mean, we know the Bible and, you know, we teach the Bible, but there's been times even in our marriage that I, if I was honest, I would say, I thought you were the problem. Mm -hmm. And then I would come at you in a way that was adversarial mm -hmm. as if you were my enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, and in those moments, um, I was losing sight of this simple truth that my wife, my spouse is my ally and that we have an enemy 
And if the enemy can get me to think that my spouse is my enemy Mm -hmm. and now we have a war, all of that is demonic. Right. Major foothold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for the couples that are listening, um, what happens if, uh, if one of them is just stubborn and saying, you know, I know what the Bible says. I just, that's not what I want to do. I want to have my own decisions. I want to live independently of God's authority and or my spouse. I mean, is it possible to have a healthy marriage, uh, a flourishing, life-giving marriage, if you're not operating under God's authority, obeying God's word together as one? Is it possible for marriage to work? Not really. I mean, it may feel like it for a bit, um, but ultimately no. And I think that's why it's so important to be in a good Bible teaching church, to be in a healthy church community, because people can come alongside you and around you when those scenarios come up in your marriage to help guide you through that and direct you through that and give wisdom and give, you know, correction and encouragement and support. And if you don't have that, then you feel like you're on your own when those situations come up. But when you're in a healthy community, you want to continue to walk with Jesus together and be happily married and and be in God's will. So you bring it up, and I, I guess I never really thought of it. So with Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve and Satan attacking the first marriage, it was just the two of them. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the church. Mm-hmm. It's just them. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is where we take it, that, um, that we are blessed as God's people to have the church mm-hmm. where— um, there's positive and negative examples. There's reinforcement of values. There are friends for the journey. Um, there are people to give wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know we'd end up here in the conversation, but you and I love the church. Mm-hmm. We believe in the church. Maybe yeah. just share your own life experience and heart for the church. Yeah. I mean, I'm a pastor's kid and I've always loved the church. The church is a place of broken people. We're all broken and we can come together and help each other and walk with Jesus together alongside each other. And it's a place of encouragement and just a place where we don't have to feel alone in life. And so um, do you think it's possible to have a, just a healthy functional marriage, especially knowing the spiritual warfare that comes at the marriage, if you're disconnected from God's family, the church? I mean, in general, no, I think, you know, there's countries that you know, you can't go to church and places like that, but they still need to know that there's other fellow believers that are in that war with them. Um, they have other ways to connect. But yeah, and I mean, in the U.S., <laughs> in places where we're free to worship, absolutely, we need to have that community around us to help us know what it even looks like to love Jesus, have a healthy marriage, have healthy relationships, raise you know, godly kids. We need that. And God has given that as a gift. Um, Adam and Eve had access to God and they didn't use that. We have access to community. We have access to the Holy Spirit. And when we don't utilize those gifts from the Lord that he's given us to direct our lives, we end up in a lot of trouble and we end up independent from God. Well, and being part of a church family, I mean, we talk about Satan attacks governance. When you join a church, you're like, I'm coming under authority. Mm -hmm. I'm in a, you know, somebody, there's going to be some pastors, some mm-hmm. leaders, and I'm going to come under authority. I'm mm-hmm. not just going to live in, and then, and then the truth, you're like, I'm going to come under Bible teaching. Yep. I'm going to let somebody else tell me what God says. And, and listening to that is an act of worship mm-hmm. and of submission. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not going to live independent. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be isolated. I'm going to be in relationship with God's people. And so one of the greatest things you can do statistically uh, to overcome spiritual warfare is honestly be part actively involved, not just attending, not just park, walk right. in, listen to the sermon, get in the car and go home, Mm -hmm. getting relationally connected. And usually that happens most effectively through serving. Mm -hmm. Uh, Find a place to just serve, to get connected and Mm -hmm. to do life and relationship with God's people. And statistically, if you will do that, the benefits to your marriage are innumerable. Mm -hmm. Couples that worship the same God have the lowest divorce rate. Couples that participate in different religions have the highest divorce rate. It makes sense Mm because that's Absolutely, spiritual warfare. If you're worshiping two different gods, you can't be unified at the soul level. Mm -hmm. Once you're in a church community and relational, it provides examples. You get Mm -hmm. to see older couples that have done a good job, and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to learn from them. I'm Mm going to take them out to coffee. And negative examples, you see people who make bad decisions, and you love them, and you care for them. You're like, oh my gosh, I Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, um, in addition, you get... um, a community of support. So when you're in a hard season, there are people that share your values that are there to love and support. Mm-hmm. It also provides a sacred canopy of meaning. All of a sudden, your marriage and your life are connected to God and his mission, something bigger and you know more significant than just your marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the marriage needs something bigger than the marriage to live for. Right. It needs to be for God and his glory and his mission and his kingdom and his church. And, um, you know, I would say... Osius, baby, um, do you think that we're in the best season that we've been in in our marriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, I would agree with you, um, how much would you attribute that to being in a healthy, loving, supportive church community that is really a blessing to us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they do nothing but reinforce for us and encourage us to walk with the Lord, be close to each other, love our kids. I mean, they they do everything to help it be better for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and being in leadership requires that we really soberly assess kind of yeah. our decisions. You to know? practice before we preach. Yeah, because there's mm-hmm. people that we lead and we love and we set an example for, mm-hmm. starting with our own children, but then mm-hmm. also our church family. And all of that just helps in a positive mm-hmm. way. And, and the point is this, uh, we'll just close with this as we're running out of time, but don't feel bad. Don't feel ashamed. Uh, don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel lesser than because there's spiritual warfare in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve were perfect. Mm-hmm. And they had a perfect relationship with God mm-hmm. and Satan still showed up and made a mess of everything. Yeah. And if he's going to attack them, he's going to attack you. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to have a war, uh, you're going to have some wars. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as Christians, we almost, some people will feel the pressure of like, well, we're Christians. We love the Lord. We need to, we need to show everybody a good example. Well, a good example is being honest, yep. not faking and pretending that everything is okay, but saying, you know what? Satan is real. This is a season that feels like an attack, and we really need God and his people. Yeah. And so our encouragement to you would be, where are the areas in your marriage presently? There, there really is spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, you and your spouse are involved, but behind it is powers, principalities, and spirits. Mm-hmm. And to spend some time, you know, regularly saying, 
how do we stick together? How do we stay under God's authority? And how do we come to the truth of God's word? And how do we invite people into our lives, particularly in a church family that will help us on that journey together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to pray for him, babe? Sure. Dear Lord, I pray um, that these couples listening would be aware of the attack on their marriage, that you would bring it to the forefront so that they can pray against it. They can fight it together. They can go to Ephesians 6 and figure out what armor they need to pick up to do the battle that they're in. Um, Lord, I pray that they would be wise and that they would surround themselves with good Bible teaching, good Jesus-loving people that help encourage their marriage and strengthen their marriage. Um, Lord, I pray that they would want to do life together um, and not be independent from you or each other. Just watch over them and protect them and help them to know how to fight against the enemy and not each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.